Previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Greatest yeah. of all nations, England. Call me by my name. Or we can take off his trousers. And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals come together, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I am Mike, and I am drinking humble pie. Um, no. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking nothing. I'm drinking air. I'm drinking nothing, because I'm not going to be in the bulk of this recording. Instead, I will be replaced by my most capable wife, who I guess will introduce herself at the end of this section. <laughs> And joining me this evening, we have... I'm Alid, and I'm drinking vanilla Coke for mm, a change. Fancy. Mm. Is that full fat? No, it's sugar-free. You're you policing Alid's diet. <laughs> I find like full-fat Coke utterly undrinkable these days, because I'm so used to um, drinks with their sugar kind of muted that full-fat Coke mm. is like drinking Marmite. <laughs> <laughs> Just comes out like treacle. Yum. Like I'm surprised it pours. <laughs> I mean, they use it to dissolve, you know, road accidents and stuff, so... That's why it's the, it's the good the good stuff. <laughs> but no, Mike, I won't buy Your the full fat stuff, all right, I swear. <laughs> right, Alan, what's your figure? <laughs> and I'm Jamie, and I'm drinking a tepid spiced berry tea, because mm. that was all that was in the cupboard. It was that or sarsaparilla, and I don't know what that is, so spiced berry tea it is. Hello, Editor Mike here. So... Sneaky, sneaky Jamie knew full well what sarsaparilla was because he and patron Hill Burton had conspired via Twitter to slip it into the episode in some sort of perverse podcast bingo. That pair of diabolical geniuses, they only went and bloody did it, didn't they? It's like oh, boy, uh, orange soda, isn't it? Sarsaparilla? Is that what it is? Some kind of root beer, but I'm not sure what the root is. And I'm a little bit afraid of even going uh, near it. Smilax or Nata. They both sound like Pokemon. It's made out of Smilax or Nata, which is also known as Sarsaparilla. So there we go. <laughs> very, very helpful. How circular. I'm Dom. Um, I'm drinking a Hobgoblin. Delicious. Love me a Hobgoblin. I'm Laura, and I will be drinking a Nanny State. <laughs> <laughs> when Mike goes to get it for you. <laughs> that lean into the mic holding the headphones reminds me a lot of Live Aid. There's something about it, just the way you have to... <laughs> Like when you get lots of people singing at once. It's podcast time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my head isn't as big as Michael, so I had to hold them on. Oh, come on. <laughs> no one's is. Although I, I think an Infinite Escape Room charity single for Christmas is uh, definitely on no. the cards. <laughs> for Mike's head. <laughs> so what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it is like any other escape room that you may be familiar with. However, this one happens in your ear holes and unlike most terrestrial escape rooms which rip you off by being finite in their experience we are not we are infinite every adventure links into the next utterly utterly seamlessly to form one big never-ending experience every week one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room and this week it is dominic hello Woo-hoo. while the others try and solve it and that'll be alad jamie and laura and not me because i know how some of this puzzle works because me and dom talks about it 
Oh, and before I kick things off, I would just like to thank our fabulous patrons who quite literally keep the show on the internet. Uh, and in particular this week, I would like to thank the aforementioned Hill Burton, Diabolical Genius, and Dave Shaw. Thanks, folks. You're pretty swell. If you'd like to join the ranks of our patrons for as little as a pound a month, you can do so at patreon.com slash the infinite escape room, where we release early episodes, unedited stuff, bonus things and bits and pieces, the occasional video, and of course mentions on the episode, and much, much more, but not much more. And now, are you ready, folks? We are. I'm most definitely ready. Do we need a deposit, Michael? You know, I've not been putting deposits in episodes as much recently. Does your episode need a deposit, or would you like a deposit? Well, people break stuff if we don't have to deposit. It's been less and less of a problem, people trying to break stuff. Is that because I haven't been on a few? <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, what's our deposit? Uh, this week, the deposit is the vowels in your names. Damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you will lose all vowels from your names if you just, break anything. Just Jim. Which is how I say it after a couple of beers anyway. So that'll be fine. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, mine just sounds like somebody being sick. <laughs> <laughs> Yours doesn't really change. And lure. Yeah, lure works. Okay, if we break anything, then we will lose the vowels in our names. So, are we ready, folks? Yes. I am aye, most aye. definitely ready. Yep. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. And I will hand over to Dom. Oh, we'd never go. <laughs> Finally, we can break free. Freedom! You're comfortable. Yeah, now he's gone, we can have some fun. I'll get you a little nanny state, shall I? Thank you. (laughs) Now it's time for Books at Bedtime. With Laura, your host. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, I'll kick off. When we last saw our puzzlers, they were in a deserted bar. A sign over the bar reads, Last Chance Saloon, watering hole for the sacrificial. Free drinks on your last night. Upon the bar sits a row of tequila shots, one for each of you. I want to drink that tequila. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have to, but I hate tequila. Okay, so, well, I just don't enjoy it then. Nobody enjoys tequila. Oh, no, but if, if it's there and it's free, then... Yeah, I used to drink a lot of it when I worked in the pub. We used to have Sunday afternoons. If it was really, really busy, my boss would line up a shot of tequila, uh, like a row of tequila shots for us all to have. Ooh. It was better than having like an espresso. On a just... Sunday afternoon. Yeah. About four o'clock on a Sunday. Do it on the Lord's hours. Day. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> okay, uh, as you knock back the shots, uh, the neon sign in front of you crackles, then winks out in a flash of sparks. Silence and darkness fall upon you. You hear a click then a creak, and the floor opens up beneath you. You drop down a couple of metres and land on smooth concrete. The trapdoors above you close, slotting seamlessly back into the ceiling. Looking around, you can see you're in a nondescript corridor, with grey floor and walls, and pipes running along the edges of the ceiling. It seems to be some kind of maintenance passage. Ahead, you can see a doorway through which wafts the smell of warm paper and inefficient glue, accompanied by the whine of machinery. As you all step through the doorway, a metal door slams down behind you, and a red light begins to pulse. A recorded voice announces, Machine malfunction in post-it note production facility. Room will be purged in 1,830 seconds. The room is approximately seven metres across in one direction and apparently infinitely long in the other, stretching off into eternity. 
four machines sit in the room with a single control panel at their head. A sign on the wall announces this room as the Infinite Escape Room Post-it Note Production Facility. On the wall beneath the room sign, there is some graffiti and some post-its arranged roughly in a line with gaps in between some of them. On the floor beneath, a few more post-it notes are littered. The door that just locked behind you seems to be the only way of entering or leaving the room. What do you want to do? Ooh. Four Should machines, we take a look at those uh, post-it panel. notes? Oh, oh, fight. It's all right. Ah, now you go on. <coughs> no, it's all coming undone. <laughs> um, can we take a look at the post-it notes on the wall? You surely can. So first, the, the, world, the, the words scrawled on the wall next to them reads, In the case of a machine malfunction, this room will lock down. I'm not sure why, I just work here. To fix this, the machines will need to be reset. Hold on, why am I writing this on the wall? I have all the post-its I could ever need. And then the post-its next to it, from left to right, read as follows. The first says, Aren't post-it notes great? If you ever need to give someone some information and can't think of a clever way to do so, just write it on a conspicuously placed post-it. The next one along says, Maybe we could do tier own brand post-its. Some kind of pun about exposition. Ex-post-itions. Note to self, needs work. The one to the right of that says, Anyway, to reset the machines in the case of a malfunction, you must do the following. Then there is a gap on the wall about the width of two post-its. Then there is a post-it note that says, of post-it notes. Then there is another gap, again, the width of two post-its. And then the note says, into the. Then there is another gap, the width of two post-its. And finally, a note with the word machine. Uh, beneath on the floor is a, a few post-its that have fallen off the wall. Could we take a look at those? You certainly can. The first one says the number. The second one you pick up says reset the. The third one says being produced. The fourth one says enter. The fifth one says currently. The sixth one says remember to buy milk on your way home. And the final one says keypad 2. That's T-O. Hmm. So I'm... Guessing we need to find the right post-it notes to stick back on to Zavol. So we've got the number, reset the, being produced? Yep. Enter currently and keypad two. Yeah. And oh, and, and remember to buy milk on the way home. And remember to, yeah. And then gap-wise, okay. so you've got two post-it note gap and then of post-it. Of post-it notes. Of post-it notes. And then you've got two post-it note gaps and then what did it say? Into the. Into the. And there was another one, wasn't there? Two more spaces and the word machine. Okay. Let's think, I think it's going to be the last two are keypad and then keypad two and then enter. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, I did work it out for a second. I've lost it. <laughs> I think it's, uh, sorry, it's enter the number of post-it notes currently being produced into the... So we can we, um, to reset machine. So at the end, we've got we can do. I've got into the keypad to reset the machine. So that could be that's the end potentially. Uh, into the keypad. My thing. My thinking. The machine yeah, is that is enter the number of post-it notes currently 
being produced into the keypad to reset the machine. Yes, that's bravo. Nice. Like it. So we need to make the... Ah, can we look at the control panel? Because there's one control panel controlling four machines, or so it would seem. Yep, that's correct. Um, the control panel consists only of a rather retro-looking keypad and a small electronic display. And what does that electronic display show? It's currently blank, but it seems that it will only show um, symbols or numbers. I.e. the amount of post-it notes being produced. Could do. Mm. Is there a on-off switch of any shape or form? It seems to be um, on. Uh, there's no switches evident. But the keys on the keypad are the infinity symbol, which is very well worn, and the other buttons are the digits one to nine. Right. But the infinity button's the one they keep pushing. Um, <laughs> so if we push the infinity key, does anything happen? Nothing happens. Should we maybe go take a look at mm. the machines? Yeah. Just to see if there's anything on them. Hmm. So all four machines take the form of endless conveyor belts onto which completed individual post-its are deposited by robotic arms that move above them. There is a slot at the head of each conveyor through which the completed notes would usually be distributed to the required rooms one by one. However, the slots are closed and the conveyors are stationary. A glance at the conveyors show that they are lined with partial post-it notes. It definitely seems like there's been a malfunction. Infinitely far in the distance, you can see the four mechanical arms working ever further away. Hmm. Okay. Can we take a look at those partial post-it notes? Sure. Upon inspection, you can see that the, the nearest bit of post-it on each conveyor seems to be exactly half a post-it. The next ones down are precisely a quarter of a post-it. Beyond those are eighths of post-its. Next are only a sixteenth of a post-it on each conveyor. This continues ad infinitum into the distance. Each consecutive partial post-it is a halved fraction of the previous one. So if it infinitely goes down and down in those fractions, then at some point it'll end up as one, maybe? So we could just try punching in the number one into the keypad? Yeah, you want to do that? Let's try. Mm. Nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Is it worth... So the infinite button's well-worn, as if they keep pushing it over and over and over again. What if we just keep pushing it? Okay. Uh, while Alan's doing that, <laughs> what does everyone else want to do? <laughs> I'm going to look for one of those little drinking bird things that we can just yes. snap the key over and over again. <laughs> um, can we get to those mechanical arms, or are they too far away? They are infinitely far away from you at this point. Bum. And getting further. The machines, mm. they are currently running, aren't they? Um, the the conveyors are not running and the slots are closed, but the arms are still depositing ever smaller fractions of post-its uh, into the infinite distance. So it wouldn't be fair to say that they are currently producing zero post-its. Um, is there a zero button on the keypad? No, it's no, one to nine. Oh, there's not, no. Otherwise, somebody would have written the word boobies a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, is, that, is that just me? No, I, I guess you, you, could, you could use the infinity symbol, though, couldn't you? Oh, damn, yeah. Can I, can I Double type o. the word? Can I do 8 infinity 8135? You can. It says boobies on the screen. Yay! <laughs> and then the screen clears. 
<laughs> Damn. Hmm. Is there anything on any of the uh, conveyor belts other than the post-it notes? Um, not within uh, a distance that you can see. Four machines, one control panel. Are all four machines doing the exact same thing? Yes, in perfect um, sync. Is there a kill switch nearby for any of the machines? Um, it seems like all four machines um, work um, together. So any kind of reset would do them all at once. And you already have instructions on how to do the reset. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. In your idea, Jamie, of, of it all being one, if there's four machines, would that be four? <laughs> Eventually they'd be in one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, if they're all producing the same amount. Yeah. Because it's the current number of posters that are being produced. So it's all four machines at once, isn't it? So Good show. Could we try putting four? Mm. You put in four. The conveyor belts of each machine suddenly glow red hot, incinerating all of the infinite partial post-it notes, leaving behind nothing but infinite wisps of smoke. The robotic arms whiz back up to the head of the conveyor, poised to restart working from the top. The slots click open, there is a clanking sound, and the arms begin depositing whole notes onto the conveyors, which rhythmically feed the post-its one by one into the slots. The red light ceases pulsing, and the single door reopens. Where there was a corridor, though, you now find yourselves looking into what appears to be a lift or an elevator for American listeners. Um, but that is the end. You solved my puzzle. Woohoo! Well done, Lord. In, in like, what, like eight minutes? <laughs> oh, nice one. <laughs> really? Champion. I think 12 minutes, but still, yeah. I should, I should have. Uh, should have set up a shorter timer for that. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was nice. Nice one, no? Oh. Yeah, that's that's all, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Means, what no. we, what we, turned <laughs> we turned up. That's about all we've done. Our job. Well, at least to... it didn't keep you very long. <laughs> <laughs> Our job was to to stare at the camera and just look a bit scared. Like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, I mean, as, yeah. So like, we had the we had the the puzzle with the missing notes, and Laura was just like, "It's this. I've got it." <laughs> and then we had the mathematical puzzle of the of the infinite fractions. Jamie was just like, "It's this. I've got it." The only thing that took you the the second six minutes of your twelve minutes was just not working out that that one times four is four. Oh yeah, <laughs> maths was never a strong point. Ah, uh. no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. Yeah. Well, you did. <laughs> I only got the four from there being the four machines. I wouldn't have thought of it. Eventually, it'll be one. <laughs> oh, that was cool. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I should have put in. The thing is, you never know how many red herrings to put in because uh, I guess I should have spun some out. Been like, suddenly the keypad starts running away from you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, should we, um, you know, much as I'm always loath to do so, should we summon Michael? It's like, we'll fetch a Michael. Michael! Do, do, do. The hell just happened? <laughs> I barely cracked open my beer downstairs. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know if it's my fault or their fault, but they solved it very quickly. <laughs> Who was the culprit? Laura. Mostly Laura. Yeah. A little bit of Jamie. And um, Alec was there. I mean, we turned up, didn't we? <laughs> uh, did they do anything that you weren't expecting? Um, yeah, they solved it in 12 solid minutes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I typed boobies into the calculator without a zero, which I think deserves a prize. Yeah, yeah, bonus prize for that. <laughs> I mean, I was tempted to have like a, you know, one of those, when you have a uh, a hidden ending, you know, an unlockable secret 
third ending to the game, but I just hadn't considered boobies for oh, once with... in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Is this how we discover that you've been replaced by a replicant, Dom? <laughs> didn't consider boobies. Finally got him. Finally nailed him. <laughs> All righty then, let's wrap the episode up. It's going to be a nice, easy edit. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dom, thank you very much for presenting today's puzzle and thank you very much to Alad, Jamie and Laura for solving it um, in what sounds like it's going to be a land speed record uh, when it comes to... I think when you're editing it, just chuck it to like, you know, notch it down to 0.75 speed so you can get your full half hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get some really good pauses in there. Hey. <laughs> yeah, keeping all of the dead air, keeping all of the nonsense from the beginning, just go for it. In fact, r- record some extra nonsense. You can do the voices. I know you can. Play some <laughs> elevator music. Hello, I'm Dom. That's my Dom voice. That's and then good. my Jamie voice. Hello, I'm Jamie. And then my Spot Laura on. voice. Hello, I'm Laura. <laughs> and you don't have an added voice, apparently. Oh, hello, I'm It's like there's two of you. <laughs> So thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter. We are at tier underscore podcast. Also, apparently we're on Instagram, although how that works as a podcast is utterly beyond me. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next time on The Infinite Escape Room. And we love you lots. Tatty bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.